I'm so thankful to the Lord for that, that I heard that message that night and it just really gripped my heart. Roxanne worked second shift, which meant getting home late every night. But one evening was different. Instead of her favorite rock station, she found Focus on the Family on the radio. I didn't find out until sometime later that I actually, you know, got saved or born again or, you know, gave my heart to the Lord that night. I just knew that I prayed the prayer at the end. So I just, you know, was probably by that time, almost 1230, it would take me about half of an hour to drive home and just driving in my car, crying and filled with peace and joy and, and just feeling the presence of the Lord. It was wonderful. I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can save more families like Roxanne's every month. Become a friend to Focus on the Family and invest in this ministry. Call 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. I've got three adult daughters now, and one of them kind of turned tables on me and went into lecture mode, and I just barked at her. It's like, don't tell me, and I had to kind of come back and apologize and say, sorry, my heart wasn't very open to what you were saying. And you really did have a good insight on what I was doing and how I could improve my life and my relationships. So that's a hard thing for us to do, to apologize to our kids. A little easier when they're adults. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. Today we're talking about modeling humility for our kids. And Danny, it's I, I tend to erase the bad stuff. And <laughs> So do you have anything that comes to mind in terms of apologies or humility with your kids? You know, I think, yeah, our rhythm is that we do have uh, a, a lot of moments of apology because it can be, I mean, it can be small things as well. Just even with our spouses where we model that apologizing to our wife. And I've, I've had to do that a few times hmm. where I've just, I've, I've carried stress into a moment with my family. That's a good way to then, put it. That's it, what I do all the time. Yeah, I bring it in with me in my back yeah. pocket. They don't know that. And then uh, my wife says something that where our personalities are very different and she has a list and I'm not ready for a list and I respond with impatience. I like to apologize to the to the whole family in that moment because it changes the tone of of where we're at as a family. And so that's one. Another one is I've told my daughter, you know, when I'm busy, I've told my daughter, hey, I'll go do this with you or I'll hold you in the morning and I'll say, yeah, I'll do it with great intention and I don't show up. Mm. That does not say something good to my daughter in that moment. So I say, hey, I'm sorry I didn't follow through on something I told you I was going to do. Yeah. Now, it doesn't make me a bad person or a bad dad. It's just showing that I'm aware of the fact that I didn't meet something in, in her life that was important to her. Well, we're going to hear more from Dr. Meg Meeker now as she shares with Jim Daly about how important it is for us as dads specifically to apologize. How about the power of asking for forgiveness as oh, a dad? It's huge. I mean, I've seen that with my boys again. I mean, our pride gets in the way at times yeah. as fathers. We got a bit of an ego, typically, yeah. even if we want to pretend we don't. So when we fail, sometimes we shrug it off as dads and say, well, they'll get over it. You know, they'll pick themselves up. Mm -hmm. The right thing to do is to go into that child's room and look them in the eye and say, daddy blew it. Yeah. I made a mistake. I need you to forgive me. Right. The first time I did that with my boys, the biggest smile on their faces broke out. I mean, they just looked at me like, in fact, Trent said to me, daddies need to ask for forgiveness. 
Hmm. I mean, what an insight. Right. You talk about the power of a father. It's enormous. He and thought I, we didn't need forgiveness. No. Oh, no. Because you believe you're right because you've been ordained by God to be the father of that child. Well, but, back to the point. You're yeah. the biggest. You're the strongest. you got the deep voice. You're powerful. Right. In their little child's eyes, and they perceive you're it. You, they perceive you as right all the time. Yeah. So when you yell at them or you call a name or you berate them, they feel you're right. Because you're right, they're wrong. So they really are a bad person if you call them stupid. And that's why we see a lot of men who are 45, 55 still trying to prove to their dad, even if he's not in their life, that they really could get it right. So it's very important if a father messes up, he doesn't show up, he forgets something, birthday, he yells at his kids, to go to that child, admit what he did wrong, and acknowledge the way it made the child feel. I yelled at you. How did that make you feel? It made you feel stupid. It made you feel that you're not worthy. I'm so sorry for that because I feel the exact opposite about you. Will you forgive me? So you need to be specific about what you did, specific about the way it made the child feel. And when they forgive you, it's a game changer. I hear from so many dads with adult children who say it's way too late for me. And I said, you know, the most forgiving person you'll ever have in your life is your child because they need to love you even when they're adults and when you ask for forgiveness of a 35 year old daughter um, it's hard to find a daughter who eventually won't forgive you because they're always bound to you by that need to love you and to be loved by you even as adults acknowledging that it could take some time but it's the right thing to yes, do yes the older the child is and the longer the offenses and the deeper the offenses are that the dad committed against the child it's going to be harder but that's where a an adult child expects dad to take the yeah. lead and wants dad to take the lead and is going to test dad to see if he's authentic and if he means it. And that's going to take place over time. Yeah. Meg, in this area of a dad successfully transferring faith to his daughter, um, you mentioned the need for a dad to be seen and to be real in his faith. And sometimes for us dads, that can be hard. We, We might do the little devotional at night, but to sit in a chair and say an open prayer where the kids are moving around or something like that. It feels a little awkward. Sure. But I want to really pinpoint what you're driving at. What's that behavior, spiritual behavior, look like for a strong dad modeling it for a daughter? You know, I think my husband did this very well. He's a very humble man. And he really taught our kids humility. And the way he showed them humility was really engaging the poor in our community. I'll never forget, my husband had picked up Chinese food with our daughter, who was seven or eight. And um, he brought the Chinese food home. And I was upset because he didn't bring the egg rolls, which were my favorite. (laughs) So I was going at him. I was tired and hungry. And my daughter, my little daughter came over to me and said, Mom, don't be mad at Dad. And I said, why? (laughs) And she said, on the way home, Dad saw a man in the park rummaging through a trash can, and he took our bag of Chinese food and said, what would you like? And he took my egg rolls. <laughs> I think the Lord had a message He had a message. <laughs> and that's how you teach your kids humility. Huh. You have to live it in front of them. You have to show them faithfulness. Show them faithfulness to your wife, to your God, to doing what God asks you to do. So do more and speak less because kids don't want you to tell them what to do. They want you to show them what to do. Huh. That's a great story about Meg's husband and uh, the egg rolls, and it's a, a super example of modeling Christian behavior to our kids. 
Danny, some people are going to say, though, I have to be on all the time so my kids have a good example to look up to. But our kids are watching us 24-7, and we can't be on 24-7. We're going to mess up. No, you can just do the best you can and, and just, just really show up. I, I think sports provide a tremendous amount of great analogies for that. Maybe Michael Jordan, his best games, missed some shots. And we will. There will be moments where... Uh, we're, we're just not hitting on all cylinders as, as a parent. Mm-hmm. And, and when we're modeling things, I think what, what I see is that kids are very resilient in, in the way that they, um, they adjust to the reality that we're humans as well. And, and there can be great conversations in moments of imperfection and in difficult times as a parent, maybe uh, out in public, but also in relationship with them. Uh, so the conversation has to turn to not you being a, a perfect parent and that you have to be all the time, on all the time, but what am I modeling? How am I pointing my son or daughter to a relationship with God? That's really the important part here, that God is the one that gives me grace but I'm not God. So, I mean, he never messes up, and I mess up all the time. So what's the, um, well, he's a, he's a operationalization perfect. of that? Yeah, and he's the perfect parent, right? Not me. And I'm, I'm a sinner just like my child, and mm. I'm here. I'm on their team. I want life to go well for them. And that's where my instruction in my heart comes from. It's not out of needing to look good for other people. And kids will pick up on that and the mm-hmm. fact that we want to impress others rather than be in relationship with them. Relationship's going to require imperfection. Putting on an image for people outside, it requires perfection. And, and really, this is about relationship, not impressing people around us. So that conversation may be, sweetheart, you know I love you, and I am so sorry that I messed up when I, or when I didn't, and kind of fill in the blank, and will you forgive me? Is that how it should go? Yes, and also you and your own dialogue at night, forgiving yourself, uh, because a lot of what comes in is your own shame as a parent that affects your ability to be present with your child, because you, you're expecting perfection from yourself, Yeah, and that, that's where you need to give grace to yourself as well. So you, you opened it up for sports analogies, and when you said Michael Jordan, I just thought of baseball where if somebody is batting 300, it's great. That's three out of 10 times they hit the ball. And yeah. I, I, you use the word resiliency. And I've, I've told many a young dad, if you just show up consistently and you try, your kids are going to forget your mistakes. Yes. They, they will forget a lot of those. And, and that is a gift from God that they will forget a lot of those. Nobody's asking you to bat 1,000. Bat 300, 400, you're doing great as a parent. So we want to encourage you in your journey as a mom or a dad. Get the rest of the conversation with Dr. Meg Meeker. We've got it at the website, and uh, you can find the link in the show notes. While you're there, make a donation to this ministry. Uh, Help focus on the family, equip parents, and encourage other moms and dads. Uh, We'll say thanks for joining our support team when you make a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount. We'll send a copy of Meg's book, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters. Next time, we're going to be talking about how to help your angry child. And until then, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the parenting team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Mm-hmm.